shall we begin? Let the games begin. Alright, alright, alright. A new age has begun. An age of freedom. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Get to the chopper! This is going to be quite a ride. <laughs> Welcome to the Movie Pit Podcast. I am your host, Christian Renteria. This is a podcast where we talk about all the big breaking movie news items of the week. We also talk about the big movie trailers that came out this week. We have quite a few of those, and we will talk about, of course, the movies that are out in theaters and streaming this weekend for your big Memorial Day weekend. This is the Movie Pit, and uh, yeah. Uh, look, I, I don't like, you know, bringing in other stuff that's not movie news in the podcast because I just want to keep this podcast as light as possible but with everything going on it's it's impossible not to even mention it and it's and i i'm not gonna you know go into a whole thing because you know there are better qualified people to talk about it people who will articulate it better than than i can and it's just one of those things that it's it it's i i don't <laughs> I don't want to, you know, you guys know me, if you guys listen to the podcast enough, I don't usually like to swear that much on the podcast, even though I can, but it's fucking infuriating how this keeps happening and how everyone who has the ability to change it uh, doesn't want to, because as much as they say they care about people's lives and especially children's lives, they're not doing a damn thing about it. So I just want to take the time and mention you know, obviously the the terrible shooting that happened in, in in Texas, and say obviously my my thoughts and my prayers and anything that I can give and throw at the families um, affected by this from from the children and and, and from the teachers, uh, the families of, of the teachers and and, and the students. Um, I just want to give all my love to you. That that's all it is, and um, yeah. That, that's what I want to do. And there's no easy way to obviously move on from that. But we're, we're gonna, I'm going to try. And uh, we're going to move on to the podcast. I just, I just, I just wanted to mention it because there's, there's no way that we can't even mention it. Because if we don't mention it, then it's just, it's just another sad incident that happened. It's just another day in our lives that we've become numb to. And we can't become numb to. We can't become numb to it. We can't. No matter how how much people uh, of power want us to become numb to it. We can't. And I don't think we will. And I hope that we don't this time. All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk Let's talk about movie news. Let's try to line up a little bit um, here on the podcast. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this week wasn't a big week for movie news in particular. Uh, there, this week really was dominated by the trailers that came out. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit here on the podcast because um, we only <laughs> I literally only have like three movie news items, three big movie news items that I thought, you know, were, were worth talking about. So or at least mentioning. And these would have been quick fire movie news items anyway. Uh, but at the time of this recording, there is no real big movie news item that again, the, the, this week, the trailers really dominated the week. So we're going to switch it up. And we're going to talk about the movie news first, and then we're going to talk about the trailers. So, let's get right into the movie news. 
Uh, the first movie news item of the week is that Fast X, Fast and the Furious 10, is uh, still going on with production. They have moved forward. I guess they have officially signed on Louis Luthier to direct the movie. Uh, and uh, they're still casting. They've continued to cast. And this week, the cast got a little bigger with Rita Moreno. Uh, of course, famed legend from West Side Story in, in both versions, the original and, and the remake. She has joined the cast as Dominic Toretto's grandmother because the Toretto family, even though we, even though they've never been mentioned, there's just a bunch of people that are coming out of the woodwork a part of this family. So she has joined the cast. She now joins the new cast members of Jason Momoa, Daniela Menquire from uh, The Suicide Squad. Brie Larson and Alan Richardson, who just joined uh, last week as well. Alan Richardson, uh, you can watch him in the Prime Video TV series Reacher, where he's very good in that. He's actually a very good uh, Reacher, and that series is actually pretty good. It's only one season, so it's it's not too it's not too much. Um, but I do recommend if you, if you want to watch something new, Reacher is definitely the show to watch, and he's very great in it. There's no word on who he's playing, but uh, he has joined the cast. Scott Eastwood will also be returning to the cast as little nobody. He was in uh, Fate of the Furious, right? Yeah, he was in Fate of the Furious. He played um, uh, Kurt Russell's kind of, you know, right-hand man, the new guy. So uh, he's returning to the cast as well. Like I mentioned, Louis Letier is taking over directing duties after the very public fallout of Justin Lin leaving the director's chair but staying on as producer. Fast X will be hitting theaters on May 19th, 2023, unless, you know, something else happens and uh, they delay that movie uh, yet again. Moving on, the new animated Garfield movie, which already has Chris Pratt uh, set to lead and voice Garfield, has added another big name in Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson will voice a brand new character created for the movie in Garfield's father, Vic. Uh, the movie will be directed by Mark Den, uh, Dendal. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh, he has uh, a history of directing animated movies. He's obviously directed, uh, or not obviously, I don't know if you can, can keep up with animated directors, but he's directed Chicken Little and The Emperor's New Groove. Uh, there is no release date for the movie yet, but this is the first kind of real kind of story tidbit that we've gotten. We, we don't know what the movie's about, but now we know that Garfield's father will be in it. I don't think Garfield's father has ever really been mentioned in the Garfield canon uh so we're getting this uh new character that's been created for the movie and it's being voiced by samuel L. jackson which should be very interesting uh considering uh obviously it's samuel L. jackson so we'll hopefully we'll get some you know back and forth between him and and, and pratt get out of the like fucking car a three-day adjustment period to figure this out motherfucker i will bust a cap in your ass if you don't give up that wheel have you ever said please or please motherfucker why are we always yelling get out of the and the last movie news item that we have this week i told you we only have three big movie news items at least three noteworthy news items that i thought uh lionsgate is looking to remake the late 90s sci-fi horror cult classic cube lionsgate has started or did start developing a modern take on the movie called cubed so just they just added the d uh with writer john spitz who um did uh, prometheus he's done a lot of work on a lot of sci-fi stuff so it made sense that he was going to be attached to this. Uh, prometheus passengers dune and dune part two and um they had a director at the time, because this was back in 2015 that Lionsgate was going to do this. So obviously it's been quite a while, but uh, they had had uh, they had the writer and the upcoming uh, up and coming director, Salman Kesh. I think that's how you pronounce that name. Apologize if I mispronounced it. Uh, but uh, again, that was all the way back in 2015. However, this week, Bloody Disgusting, the horror website, learned that 
Lionsgate is starting from scratch and are looking to take pitches on a brand new Cube movie. This comes after last month when it was reported that Lionsgate was doing the same, taking pitches for a new Leprechaun movie, and were looking to revive the new, uh, or not, not, not new, but they were looking to revive the Blair Witch Project franchise as well. Um, so let's see how that turns out. Obviously, the original movie did get two sequels. And they actually got a Japanese remake that came out this year. So if you're interested in that, you can go check that out. Like I mentioned, it's it's it has a kind of cult status to it. A lot of people really love that movie, and obviously, um, hopefully, you know, uh, they do it justice if they whoever ends up doing it again. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But Lionsgate obviously trying to get back into the horror game. Obviously, A24 and Blumhouse have kind of been you know dominating the horror. Uh, Horror landscape recently. Uh, New Line Cinema is another one as well with Warner Brothers. So Lionsgate wanted to get back in that. Obviously, they had the Saw franchise and they've kind of, you know, have been, you know, focusing on other stuff recently, but it looks like they're trying to get back into the horror game, which I appreciate. All right. So those are the movie news items that came out at least at the time of this recording. Like I mentioned, this week was dominated by the trailers. So let's get to those with trailer talk. Coming soon to theaters. Alright, so let's start off trailer talk with the brand new trailer for Baz Luhrmann's directed Elvis. Uh, we have a lot of brand new footage in this trailer. Of course, Austin Butler plays Elvis Presley in the movie, which is set to play out 20 years across Elvis's life and career, along with the sh- uh, along with showing the complicated relationship with his manager, Tom Parker, who is played by Tom Hanks. Uh, the trailer shows us footage that we haven't that we've already seen, but there's a lot of new, uh, more heavy-handed stuff about how Elvis was seen as quote as kind of I don't know, kind of quote a menace unquote I guess you know obviously with the to the youth of America you know there's a scene where uh, some young girls are watching TV and the parents say who is that and they say Elvis and they turn it off. Um, there's a, a a scene where uh, there's a cop where Elvis is riding back uh, in the back of a cop car because they're taking him to the venue. And one of the cops says, don't even wiggle your finger or your pinky. And Elvis gets on stage and he's, you know, talking about how this is kind of throughout the trailer. He's talking about how people, you know, you should do what you want to do. You're you're an individual. You should walk your own path. And then he wiggles his pinky and everyone goes crazy. And then, you know, he gets taken away in the cop car. Uh, So they're, you know, they're kind of playing a little bit more into, you know, how he was his own kind of person, how he changed, you know, the landscape of, of music and even how music is taken in into society and it does the trailer also does slightly show more of the distrust between elvis and parker as elvis has heard throughout the trailer like i mentioned you know talking your own path and there's a lot of shots of of him and parker kind of giving these side glances to each other and there's at one point in the trailer parker says there would be no elvis without me uh so it does look like we'll see parker taking advantage of elvis uh, as you know history has shown that has indeed indeed been the case uh, with Parker and Elvis, so there is that. Um, I don't. So I'm not the biggest Baz Luhrmann fan. I, I there are a few of his movies that I do enjoy, but um, I wasn't never really excited for 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 the movie. To be honest, I'm, I'm just going to be straight up honest. I, the the movie didn't uh, p- pick my interest. I'm a I, I do like Elvis's music, but the movie itself, I just I don't know. I just wasn't interested in it. Even with Tom Hanks playing kind of the bad guy in in the movie and uh, i'm not the you know i haven't seen enough of austin butler to really kind of gauge and you know you know his abilities and uh the stuff i have seen him in it's been usually like really small bit parts so i don't know um and the movie itself it looks it looks fine it looks like a baz lerman movie this definitely shows you more the baz lerman type of movie you know he has this 
you know, this, this, um, this tendency, this, his style, obviously of, you know, blending old style music with new style music. And a lot of it kind of you know, just blends together and just creates this new thing. And you see, you see that a little bit here in, in Elvis, at least in the trailer, I don't know if they're going to do that in the movie, but at least in the trailer, it does show that, but I don't know. Uh, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, in, I'm not, I'm saying I'm not interested because I, maybe I will go watch it, but, uh, or maybe I'll just wait till it hits, you know, VOD or something, but, um, I'm just not, you know, it's, it's not, it's not for me. It's not, I don't know. It's just, there's something about the movie that I'm just not interested in. Uh, I'm not saying it's not gonna be good. I'm just saying it's, I'm not interested. I'm, that's not something I'm gonna go watch at the movie theater right away. It's not, you know, it's not like any of the other trailers that we'll have here. Those movies are definitely movies that I'm gonna go to a theater and watch, but Elvis is not one of those. And, um, apparently from, <laughs> from what I'm hearing, some of the reviews from Cannes are coming out already. Uh, some of the, some of them are, uh, saying it's not good either. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But Elvis will open in theaters on June 24th. So obviously we'll keep an eye on that and see, um, how, how that's, how that will play out in, uh, with fans and, and the box office. The next trailer we're going to talk about is from Universal. It's their new survival thriller, Beast, and it looks rather interesting. This one actually looks pretty interesting. The movie is led by Idris Elba, who's playing a father named Dr. Nate Daniels, who takes his two girls on a safari to reconnect with them after the death of their mother. However, the trio, along with Nate's friend, who runs a game preserve, or game reserve, played by Charlotte Copley in the movie, run into a bloodthirsty lion who is on the attack. This, so when the trailer starts off, it starts off, you know, like rather calm. There's like, um, I can see clearly now where the rainbow is playing and, um, they're just, you know, they're, they're seeing, you know, pictures of their mother at the game reserve and Charlotte Copley and Idris Alba are, you know, like playing along. And then, then that starts going down. <laughs> it starts going downhill from there because, uh, they see uh, a man coming, you know, up the road and he's like, you know, uh, hurt and bleeding and he tells them uh that the devil attacked them and the devil is a lion so uh and it's it, it does look like a cg lion for at least from from the most part i don't know maybe at one point they will lose they will use a, a real lion in the, in the movie but it does look like a, C, a cgi lion and the trailer kind of starts off i i from how the trailer plays out at first i was like oh maybe it's kind of like a cujo kind of situation because they're stuck somewhere and then the lion kind of attacks their car and it's on top of them. So it's very Cujo-like. But then we see kind of the family, you know, on the run and they go somewhere and I, I, they're picked up by somebody. I, I can't remember. I can't. I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're like people that Charlotte Copley knows or they're like rebels or like, you know, hunters or something like that. But uh, the lion ends up attacking them, too. So it's just this whole survival aspect thing. And, you know, you have the family, you have the girls. It looks pretty interesting. It's Idris Alba against a, a giant lion. Like, how, how do you? How are you not gonna? You know, or just a lion, not a giant lion, just a lion. It's not you know anything sci-fi-ish or anything like that. But uh, but yeah, I'm interested. You know, I we I think we learned a little bit about this movie earlier this year. So this was a quick turnaround for this because I think they were filming earlier this year and now it's finally coming out. So it should be interesting to to say the least. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's Idris Alba. I'll watch anything Idris Alba's in. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. Uh, Charlotte Colby's in there too. It looks like he's uh, a supporting role, although there is a, there is a moment where it looks like he's not going to make it, but I don't know. That just could be, you know, the trailer fooling us. Uh, but obviously, Idris is going to be the main star in this movie because, you know, it's Idris Alba. Uh, so Beast opens on August 19th. We'll obviously talk more about that when uh, we get closer to the release date. Let's move on to the next trailer. Uh, the next trailer is Netflix. They dropped their first trailer for the upcoming espionage movie, The Gray Man, starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. And 
God damn, this looks good. <laughs> this is, I mentioned this on the Twitter page. This looked, this looks nothing like I thought it would. Like, you know, there was like little teases of like that Netflix trailer that came out earlier this year. You know, how they were showcasing like little bits of all their movies that are coming out this year. And we kind of saw like a chase scene in the, in in there with, you know, Gosling and, and stuff like that. And it was like, okay, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. No, this trailer goes way above and beyond that. So Gosling plays the titled Gray Man. It's kind of a co-word for um, uh, one of their a CIA assets. So he's a criminal turned mercenary for the CIA who has fallen from grace from the agency and is now being hunted down by the agency and more particularly a former colleague of his named Lloyd Hansen, played by Chris Evans. And the movie has a, an impressive supporting cast. You have Anna de Armas in there. Uh, from anyone who watches Bridgerton, uh, Reggie Jean Page, he's, he's in there. It looks like he's playing an agent or you know someone else who's after him as well. Alfie Woodard's in there. Uh, Bollywood star, uh, I'm going to mispronounce the name and I apologize, Dan Hush. I'm pretty sure I'm missing. Uh, that's probably not even close. But he's in there as well. It looks like I think he's playing one of the the bad guys after Ryan Gosling as well, and Billy Bob Thornton. This looks absolutely bonkers in every good way possible. There's a there's a lot of cool shots. You know, I mentioned um, there's chase scenes. There's one on a train. It looks like uh, some car chase scenes. There's shootouts everywhere. There's hand to hand fights, and some great quibby one liners. Um, there's a <laughs> At one point, you know, um, it looks like there's going to be multiple encounters between Chris Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. And then one of the encounters, it, you know, uh, Ryan Gosling is up against the wall and Chris Evans kind of has him, uh, has him, you know, pinned down. And um, he just mentioned something. You know, everyone knows that who has seen the picture of Chris Evans in, in the mustache. And he makes a quick button the mustache, which I think is very funny. Uh, but it's directed by the Russo brothers, which... Obviously, have have directed the great lineage of, of Marvel movies recently with, or not recent, not recent recently, but recently enough, you know, Endgame, Infinity War, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Captain America: Civil War. So, um, and they have shown interest in creating a franchise out of this. So, this may become a franchise in the future for Netflix. We'll have to wait and see on that. But this looks, this looks really good. It looks really good. There's a lot of there's great some hand to hand stuff. Anna Armas looks like she basically sits, slits this guy's throat with a knife out of nowhere so it yeah this movie looks absolutely bonkers in the best way possible and i cannot wait to see this it is getting a very limited release in theaters on july 15th so i'm hoping that my area is one of those where i can watch this on the big screen because this deserves just seeing the moot trailer this deserves to have i don't know why this is not getting a full theater run but it's getting a limited run on the 15th. It will hit streaming on Netflix on July 22nd. So if you can't see it in theaters, at least you'll see it at home. Hopefully you have a really good sound system and hopefully you have a big ass screen because this looks to be, this is a movie that I think deserves to be seen on the biggest screen possible. Just from the action alone. So I'm really interested in seeing The Gray Man. So we'll definitely be talking about this on the podcast when it comes out for sure. All right, let's talk about the next trailer. And it is the new trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. And while the trailer shows off a lot of new footage, it obviously gives us our first look at Natalie Portman's new The Mighty Thor. That's how she's being credited in the press releases, a.k.a. Jane Foster. And we get our first look, our first real look and glimpse of Christian Bale's villain Gore, the God Butcher, which is such a cool name. Uh, the trailer starts off with Korg telling Thor's story about how he saved Earth multiple times. And he went on from he went from dad bod to God bod because obviously he's no longer fat Thor. He's you know, back in back in his shape and saying that he's the only gun of thunder. And then we see 
Jane's, you know, the mighty Thor. And he's like, oh, nope, spoke too soon. And obviously, you know, everything just kind of kicks off from there. But everyone is talking about Bale's uh, gore, uh, who is after all the gods to kill them. We don't get motivation as to why in the trailer, but we'll have to wait and see if it's the same motivation from the comics. Because he is from the comics. Um, and we mentioned in the last trailer, there's because there are shots from... Gore the thir- uh, Gore the God Butcher's first appearance in the comics that were in the first trailer, and and we see one of those here again in this trailer. So uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see if they keep the same motivation for his character or not. Uh, but we get a lot of cool shots. We see some cool action beats. Uh, we see Jane finally using Mjolnir um, um, in a really cool shot that looks like it breaks apart because obviously you know the the hammer looks like it's broken in, in pieces. And it breaks off and it hits a bunch of people that they're being attacked by and it comes back together, uh, which I thought was really cool. That, that That's probably going to lead to some really cool other shots. And it's something I was thrown off with at first, but watching the trailer again, I thought it was a cool concept that the color being sucked out of everything at one point. Because we see Thor and Valkyrie fighting gore somewhere and everything is in black and white or you know some sort of gray and but there's certain pieces of thor and valkyrie's armor and their weapons when they're hitting whatever um gore is using i think he's using a sword where you know there's like sparks of color and it might be a planet because at one point in the trailer we see gore using a sword and he slams into the ground to kind of just destroys everything so that may be where that scene comes from uh, but it's an interesting, it would be a very interesting side effect to Gore's rampage that like, sucks the color or the joy out of everything around him. Because in every shot that we see Gore in, with the exception of one shot, there's one shot where there is a bunch of color around him. And he's the only thing that's gray uh, or black and white, whatever you want to, you know, what color you want to use for him. Where he's just in one shot of color and everything else he is surrounded by just no color at all. So it would kind of be a, a cool shot. Um... Uh, of that and um that kind of a side effect that you know he just takes away everything from the world around him so i think i I don't know i was thrown off at first i was like what the hell's going on but uh i think seeing it again it kind of that kind of is pretty cool and christian bale as gore the the god butcher he that he looks interesting uh he looks terrifying you know it's a, it's a guy in, in all you know in gray and like not a lot of clothing no color on him whatsoever uh, i think even his blood at one point is like black it's not even red his eyes i think are the only thing that really have any sort of color in them and i think even then they they they, they kind of go away as the trailer goes on so uh, that's interesting i, I think is going to be pretty cool uh and taika watiti has said that gore is one of the best villains or one of the scariest villains and rather uh in in the mcu that the mcu has had so far so that's a lot to say uh Taika Waititi could just be you know gassing up the movie but um if he's saying that I think that's rather interesting um so uh, going off keep going off uh Gore the God Butcher if we're gonna go off the assumption that Gore has been doing this a little bit in the trailer because there's a line in the movie that says you're not like the other gods I've killed we don't know who he's talking to but he says that on one point and maybe we'll see Gore killing more than one god in the movie Maybe we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Like, obviously, we see a side effect of one of them. Uh, you know, that giant kind of monster from the first trailer that I, get, that I mentioned that we saw a little bit here in, in this trailer again. But we don't see him killing it. So it'll be interesting to kind of see uh, if we see Gore killing people uh, or gods anyway. Uh, but let's go to Jane again, because obviously Jane is another big uh, tidbit that everyone is talking about in this movie. We might see her actually becoming the Mighty Thor in the movie because at the end of the trailer, or at least one of the parts at the end of the trailer... 
she's in the tunnel and there's a bunch of statues around here and one uh, and two of the statues are very recognizable if you're you know the eagle-eyed fan one of them is the watcher who we saw in the what if series and the other one is the living tribunal from loki the one with the three faces they're back there too they're both on one side and the other side i can't tell who the other two on the other side are uh, but one of them looks like a skeleton i don't know what's going on there but um i thought it was skeletor but i know it's not skeletor because i just see skeleton and i assume skeletor uh but it's not skeletor but uh so maybe that's where she gets her powers because she's in this tunnel and then you know she does the you know the the thor pose where she puts the hammer up and you know the electricity comes and she gets in the in the armor or it could just be a trick because you know marvel likes to mess with us in the trailers and put stuff that's not in the movie or, you know, change the backgrounds and stuff like that. So who knows? But either way, we may be seeing Jane getting the, the Thor abilities and wielding the hammer, and, you know, proving she's worthy in, in, in the movie. There's this other part. There's a line in the movie where everyone's like, oh, it's kind of a throwaway line. Maybe it's just, you know, awkward banter between exes. But there was somebody that mentioned it. I forgot who it was. I think it was just that kind of like a random user. And they got picked up by one of the podcasts that I listened to on their timeline. But there's a line in the trailer that where Jane says, how long has it been? It's been three years. And then Thor kind of corrects her in, in a funny way. And this, you know, this is where I think everyone's like, oh, it's just a, you know, fun, you know, awkward banter between exes. He's like eight years and, you know, something months and something days. So some people are, are assuming based off that or people are like, oh, hey, it's a good pickup or maybe Jane was turned into ash. Maybe she got, you know, blimped away from the, 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 Than, the, the Thanos snap and it hasn't been that long for. So we don't know. Obviously, I I don't think it's ever been mentioned that Jane was a, a, a result of the the snap at all. So maybe that plays a factor. Maybe that's why she comes back and she's worthy or maybe, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see uh, how that turns out. But I thought that, thought that was interesting. And then we get to the very end of the trailer. The comedic bit. Obviously, Taika Waititi has to throw the comedic bit in there because that's who he is. Uh, we finally see Russell Crowe as Zeus. We saw the back of him in the last trailer. Now we see the front of him. We know it's actually him playing Zeus. There was rumors that he was playing Zeus uh, beforehand. But uh, we finally see him. It's confirmed that he's playing Zeus from the trailer. And um, we see, I guess they're in Mount Olympus. Because we see Thor, Valkyrie, Korg, and Jane are all in Olympus. And Korg and Valkyrie are, are kind of hiding. It looks like Thor's also hiding, but Zeus catches him. And he, and we don't know why they're, they're there, but Thor gets chained up because, you know, obviously Zeus catches him being, um, being in the skies and he flicks his clothes away and, and he becomes just, you know, he's butt naked. Um, and in the trailer, his butt is censored. I don't know if they'll censor that in, in, in the movie or not, but he's butt naked. And Thor's like, you, you know, you flick too much, damn it. And all the girls around Zeus faint. And it's a nice little comedic bit. Obviously something for everyone to see, which I think is funny. So, but the trailer itself, very, very good. Obviously, you know, um, this is going to be the next Marvel movie. So marketing and uh, the push for it for, for Thor is going to be uh, very heavy, ha- very heavy handed uh, in these next couple months. Because Thor Love and Thunder will open in theaters on July 8th. We'll also be talking about that on the podcast when that comes out. So there you go. I'm excited for it. Obviously, I I, I really liked uh, Thor Ragnarok, and I can't wait to see what they do with Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, we don't see a lot of the Guardians. I just want to mention, I didn't mention this. We don't really see a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, they played kind of a little bit of a, of a heavy hand. Not a heavy hand, but they were featured in the last trailer, in the teaser. They're not really featured here. We get one shot of them, and then they're gone. So maybe we don't see the guard. Maybe the Guardians aren't really... Uh, a part of the movie at all maybe we'll have them in like in the beginning and then they'll go away i don't know we'll, we'll have to see about that so but i'm excited for it i i 
I truly love to, to truly loved uh, what they have been doing with the Thor character. And obviously, Thor is the only character so far who has gotten more than three movies. So this is going to be the fourth Thor movie. Obviously, they're relying a lot on uh, Chris Hemsworth and, and Taika, and they have a lot of faith in them. They have a lot of faith in the character. This is pretty cool. Moving on to the final trailer that we'll, we'll talk about this week. And after leaking online this weekend, Paramount decided to officially drop the first trailer online. I'm pretty sure it was probably going to be connected to Top Gun Maverick at the end of the week. But uh, Paramount officially decided to drop the first trailer for the highly anticipated Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And... This also looks really damn good. Uh, the trailer is really a showcase of the action sequences in the movie, showing off the returning and new cast members. And the only real dialogue that we have comes from a scene between Tom Cruise and the returning Henry uh, Zierney from the very first Mission Impossible movie. He was in the very first one. He has not come back for any of the sequels, so he's back this one, who is basically telling Ethan that he has to finally pick a side. And it kind of sounds a little villainous, you know, obviously the kind of CIA in the movie have always kind of been like kind of the antagonistic force, not necessarily always the villain, but at least the antagonary force to push back to Ethan Hunt and his team. But this sounds very villainous from from the trailer because it sounds like he's not telling he's telling Ethan to finally he finally has to pick. He has to pick a side like all his, you know, his his crusade, if you want for if you want to call it that of doing the right thing and trying to be on the right side of history, it's not going to work anymore. You have to pick a side. And um, Ethan Cruz doesn't say anything in the trailer. He says nothing. This is the only line, uh, 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 kind of the lines of dialogue that we have. It comes from Henry Xerxes' character. While, you know, a lot of shots are playing in the background. And it's filled with action. It's filled with car chases, a big train sequence. It looks like a train goes off the, tr the tracks at one point. There's some hand-to-hand -hand combat uh, scenes. And at one point, it looks like Rebecca Ferguson's character is fighting one of the villains of the movie with a sword. I think they're fighting in Venice. One of the villains in the movie is played by Ezzy Morales. Um, I think most fans will maybe know, people will probably mainly know him as Dale uh, or Dell from Ozark. He was also uh, Deathstroke in in Titans, and he was also apparently in How to Get Away with Murder for a little bit. So he's one of those guys that if you see him, you're like, oh, I know who that guy is. But I think he's playing one of the main villains in the of, of the of the movie. And Rebecca Ferguson is fighting him with swords in Venice at one point under a bridge. And we see Palm Clementoff, aka Mantis from the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. She's in there, and she's involved in a, a, gr a great looking hand to hand fight scene, kind of close quarters combat with some people on a train. And I believe, at least from the trailer, she may be working with Vanessa Kirby's character from the last movie, because uh, she's back as well. She played, um, what do they call her? The White Queen or the White Lotus, one of those two. So she's in there. She's back. It looks like they're in a club at one point, and Palm Clementoff is standing behind her. I think Hallie, Haley Atwell, who was also in the movie, um, <laughs> she's back there too, and she has some great shots. It looks like Atwell will be working with uh, Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt character a lot, because it looks like they're in a, they, they switch cars. Because at one point, they're like in this car, and like the doors come off, and then there's like this like yellow small like not even a Mini Cooper. It's like a like one of those you know small cars that kind of comes out behind them, and it looks like they get in at one point. So uh, it looks like she's working with Ethan's character Ethan's character throughout the movie. Uh, there's just a lot. There's a lot in this trailer. There's, there's at one point it looks um, presumably it's Ethan in a desert in the middle of a sandstorm, but throughout the trailer we see a key. And it's shown a lot. At one point, Rebecca Ferguson character has it. Tom Cruise has it at one point. It might be what they're after in the movie because it gets it gets shown a lot in the trailer. But uh, at the end, obviously, with all these Mission Impossible movies, 
there's a crazy stunt. And I'm sure it was, I'm sure Cruz fought really hard to do this himself. And I don't know if they probably let him do it. But we can assume that it's Ethan riding off a cliff on a motorcycle. And he has a parachute on and um, on his back. And he's falling. We don't see him pull the chute. But it's a very deep, massive drop. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, man, if you're watching that on IMAX, I'm sure like it's going to look even just beautiful. Uh, and also scary at the same time. So I cannot wait for this movie. And that's the answer. Right there. I can I cannot wait for this movie. This franchise has been consistently and solidly good since the very beginning. Yes, I even enjoy Mission Impossible 2 for all its faults. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a big John Woo fan and he directed it. For all its faults, I still like Mission Impossible 2. It's not the best. It's uh, it's not the best in the franchise. I'm, I will I will admit that. But it's not a terrible movie, <laughs> despite what people say. But this franchise has been solid from the very beginning. I can't wait to see what they do with these next two movies. Is it going to be the end of the franchise? That's what some people are saying. Who knows? Either way, I'm going to enjoy the crap out of watching this. Hopefully, I get to watch it in IMAX. Because it looks like this will definitely be one of those movies that you have to watch in IMAX. But I'm looking forward to this. I, I, I've i been a huge fan of the Mission Impossible movies. Like I mentioned, these, these last Mission Impossible movies have all been really good. And I know it's not for everybody. Whatever. That's fine. That's fine. Perfectly fine. But... I am a huge fan of these movies. And like I mentioned, they have been consistently and solidly good. Especially these last few movies. So, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 will open in theaters on uh, July 14th of next year. That makes this wait hell of a lot longer. But I am totally down for it. I, I will wait for it because I think it's worth it. And then, of course, the following year will be Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2. I know it's coming. I think they're also releasing it in July the next year, so um, in 2024. So we'll have to wait. But, oh, man, I, I, am, I am so, so looking forward to this movie. It's not even funny. After this trailer, I'm just I'm way too hyped up for it. So those were the trailers uh, that came out, at least at the time of this recording. There were more trailers that came out this week, though. They'll, they'll be down below in the description slash show notes area. There's, like, a new Western trailer that came out for... Um, uh, that looks kind of interesting. Um, what else came out there? There was, there's, I think there was like one or two other trailers that we, didn't, that I'm not gonna talk about because I don't have too much to say about them. So, but they're down there. They're worth checking out. If you want to go look at them? All right, let's move on to this week's movies coming out in theaters and streaming for all your viewing pleasures. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, so we got one movie coming out on streaming for you guys. It is Emergency. We talked about this uh, a few weeks ago when the trailer came out. Ready for a night of legendary partying, three college students who must must weigh the pros and cons of calling police when faced with an unexpected situation. And that unexpected situation is that all three of them are people of color, and there is a white girl in their apartment, unbeknownst to them, who is unconscious. And they try to do the right thing by trying to take her to the hospital, and then obviously a night of, I don't want to say hijinks, but a night of un unpredicted and un believable situations happen to them at least according from from the trailer anyway uh, i thought the trailer looked really really cool uh i thought it looked kind of funny it obviously is touching on things that are very relevant uh but it's also trying to be a comedy as well and i think emergency looks pretty cool uh so this will be streaming on prime video if you want to go check that out but uh yeah it, it, it just it looks it looks funny. It does. It does look funny. Uh, in theaters this weekend, on you know, for for all you watch, they have uh, finally the Bob's Burgers the movie coming out. Movie's getting some mixed reviews, but a lot of them have been pretty much on the positive side, at least from out from out from what I've been seeing. So I'm a big fan of the show, the animated show Bob's Burgers. So 
Uh, I've been waiting for this movie for a while because they've been working on this thing for quite a few years now. And I uh, kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And uh, I think it was finally done. And then the delay, uh, the COVID happened and then they delayed it again. But uh, I think the team behind the movie were like, we're kind of thankful it got delayed because we got, you know, got us, gave us a chance to work on the movie a little bit more. So that was pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the show and I can't wait to see them on the big screen. It does look like they're getting the uh, animated glow up a little bit. Uh, I think that kind of happens. I think the Simpsons movie was also the same where... You know, the animation style on the TV show is a little different from what we see in the movies because the movies looks, you know, a little bit more polished. It looks like they have a bigger budget. So, but uh, I'm looking forward to it anyway. I don't think it's going to change too much uh, what the movie and what the show is about anyway. So uh, the next movie, obviously the big movie out this Memorial Day weekend. This was another movie that got pushed back because of COVID. Uh, it was supposed to come out last year. We were supposed to already seen this, but we're seeing it now. Top Gun Maverick, obviously the sequel to Top Gun. This is beginning a lot of positive reviews. I haven't really seen a negative review. I think maybe the positive reviews are kind of just pushing all the negative. If there is any negative reviews, I think they're pushing it aside because everyone is saying this movie is really good. Everyone's raving about the movie. Everyone's saying that it's not one of those movies to a sequel. It's not a sequel to a movie that came out years ago that's trying to rely just on nostalgia. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going to watch... By the time this comes, by the time this podcast comes out, I probably would have already rewatched Top Gun, uh, Top Gun rather uh, again because I've seen, I saw it years ago, like years and years ago. I don't really remember too much. I mean, I remember the volleyball scene. I remember the the bar scene. I remember um, obviously, uh, you know, Goose and everything like that. I don't really remember the movie at all. Just those moments. So um, I'm gonna have to watch it again, you know, to get kind of caught up a little bit um, for and obviously the song and you know lines and stuff like that, but. For the whole movie in general, I don't, I don't really know. So, um, but I'm kind of, I mean, it's Tom Cruise. You know, you can't really go wrong with Tom Cruise, especially recently. I mean, I, I think recently is, you know, his his movies have been pretty, has all been pretty big hits. But um, I don't know. I just, I'm not, wasn't too. I, I'm not excited as probably as much as a lot of people are, just because I haven't watched Top Gun recently. And I don't really know that much. Maybe once I watch the movie, I'll be excited when I sit down and finally because I'm watching it on Saturday. So uh, maybe I'll be excited when I finally watch it. But um, I'm not hoping that it's bad. I don't want to put that out there. I'm not hoping it's bad, but um, I am, you know, cautiously optimistic about the movie. I'm more cautiously optimistic about a lot of movies, but uh, this one is one of those for sure. But uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, so those are your big movies this weekend for your Memorial Day weekend: Top Gun, Maverick, and Bob's Burgers the movie. And then on streaming, Prime Video, you have Emergency. Uh, that's it, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. I very much appreciate. it. I always appreciate when you guys listen. Uh, no matter where you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on YouTube, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple podcast on anchor i always forget I, there's always one i forget and i'm on i don't know why i'm not on that many platforms but anyway uh thank you guys for listening no matter where you're listening to this. if you're listening to a place where you can rate and review please do so it very much helps the podcast so more people, more people can find it uh and stuff like that and uh yeah so be five stars four stars if it's anything less than three stars i am inclined to believe that you are a hater uh, but, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. Make sure to check out all the links down below, social medias, all the trailers that came out this week. If you want to watch them for the first time or you want to watch them all over again, there you go. Um, keep a lookout on the Twitter, uh, page for the, in the Instagram, I'm start, I keep saying I'm posting more stuff on Instagram and I never do. And I apologize for that. It's just easier with Twitter because I can just mark it down and then just, you know, move, move on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, being a lookout this weekend, uh, I'll, I'll, like I mentioned, I'm going to be watching Top Gun Maverick this weekend. Hopefully I get to watch Bob's Burgers as well. And I'll give my opinions up on on those um, up on the social media pages this weekend. So, yeah, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Uh, have a very safe, happy um, 
Memorial Day weekend. Remember what Memorial Day weekend's all about, obviously. And um, just be safe. Just that's all I gotta say. Just be safe. You know, be there for one another. Um, you know, spend time with your family as much as you can. That's all I'm gonna say. So, thank you guys. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. And uh, as always, go watch some movies. Woo-hoo! Yeah! Give it up! Movies!